today. Violent mobs brutally beat people in the street over the weekend all across the country. President Trump says Antifa will be designated a terrorist organization and celebrities bail out rioters. We've got a lot coming up this packed Monday and it starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez today, joined by Chad Prather, America's favorite cowboy, host of the Chad Prather Show. I mean, if you could just get, I mean, we're just doing live TV here. If Do you like realize that 2020 is like a Billy Mays commercial? But wait, there's more. You can't pull yourself away from the phone. I know. Headlines are hitting you. I know. And we do tape this show. We do, <clears throat> it's live to tape, so we do tape it a little bit early. And I'm always nervous of what's going to change mm-hmm. between now and the time that it actually airs because there's so, many, so much changing. Uh, also joined by... Elijah Schaefer, host of Slightly Offensive, and also probably the guy that you watched all of the insane internet clips from over the weekend at the Dallas uh, riots. I almost said protests. At the Dallas Please, riots. Please, correct yourself. Yeah, really. We, we will get into that. It was crazy. And Elijah, we're so glad that you are here and safe. Uh, despite you being out in uh, in danger all weekend. Also joined by uh, Blaze TV contributor Eric July back in the house. Thanks well, for being here. Um, all right, so let's get, let's actually, let's get into, obviously we can talk about all of the riots. They happened all over the country uh, over the weekend, and we've got plenty of footage from that. But let's actually get to Dallas first. Um, this surprised me because obviously Dallas not really where uh, anything happened, anything took place, but it seemed to be um, one of the main places where all of this violence just broke out. Um, let's watch one of uh, Elijah's videos that he took. When was this, Elijah? Friday? This was Saturday. Saturday? Okay, so Saturday, a man just... Can can you set this one up? What, what was he doing? Why did he get beaten so badly? Yeah, uh, obviously Chad will be like, this is his version of brief, right? Because he likes to always <laughs> give me crap for my, my long-winded... He still excuse. can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, okay... I just I need to, I need to clarify this because there's a lot of hit pieces coming out and yeah. people trying to discredit uh, this footage. Um, I have two clips of this footage um, specifically, a longer version and a shorter version, and both do not show the main picture. You can find additional supporting footage after this. Uh, there was a man with a, a machete. We don't know. Um, if he was swinging it at the rioters or the rioters came at him. Either way, there was a full-on riot going on outside in this neighborhood, breaking the windows, looting of, of banks, of ATMs. They were cracking open ATMs yeah. on the side and pulling cash out. Uh, and he apparently was a patron of the bar, and he really loved the bar from what I've read and what I've heard. And he um, was trying to defend the shop. Uh, I, again, I don't know who we... No one knows who... Maybe initiated this confrontation. First, Nobody yeah. knows, but I do know that they started throwing bricks and rocks at him, which is considered deadly force. And then he started swinging his uh, machete sword. Uh, then he was ran away, and they continued to throw rocks and bricks at him. And then he something snapped, and then he ran at the people. Uh, the key thing here is the two things we don't know who initiated initially, and number two, my clip was purposely edited to not show him running at the people because I didn't get the part where they were throwing rocks on him and I didn't want to make it look like he he's a random guy that charged rioters because right. that's not what happened. Right. And then this is exactly what followed right after. All right, let's take a look. Yeah. 
Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god! Look at y'all stupid! I'm with a sword! Now, he looks like he is lifeless. He's not, though. He is, he is in stable condition, I heard today. I spoke to him. I, I, don't, I don't know how stable you can be with, like, staples up your back in the back of your head. But all I want to point out there was they continue to hit him when he was down. Mm-hmm. They st- continue to stone him, hit him in the back of the head with skateboards multiple times after he was down. And then what a lot of people didn't pick up on is they robbed him, mm. pickpocketed him. They pickpocketed a man who they didn't know was dead, and, they, and a lot of them left. Mm-hmm. These are cold-hearted people. Yeah. Chad, what, what are your thoughts? This is one of those things where, uh, and right after you and I got through in, in our studio today, someone that's a friend of this program sent me a message of that the Interceptor.com article about the video and how they tried to say that Trump had tweeted and defended this, but this guy was actually, instead of being the victim, he was the perpetrator. It's a perfect example of why you got to be careful what you see either on social media or the mainstream media because it depends on different angles and what video is released and who saw it from which angle and what happened because there are some who say, well, this guy attacked the group. The group attacked him. There were the rocks that were thrown there. So it depends on how you interpret the whole thing. At the end of the day, I think the guy shouldn't have been there in the first place. It wasn't his place. It wasn't his store, right? This is what you insert yourself. You can understand his want I can understand that. I can understand that, but I know folks start throwing, if a group starts throwing bricks at me or rocks at me, I'm going to vacate as quick as I can. I'm not going to come running at them. There were also some questionable things from his now gone Twitter feed, which were a little bit bizarre that was there that kind of basically he was making some threats with his sword or his machete or whatever. Uh, but then, okay, if you're going to defend yourself with a guy who's coming at you with a machete and folks want to take him down and incapacitate the guy or disarm him or whatever, but, it, of course, this was a curb stomping that shouldn't mm-hmm. have happened. So there's a lot of guilt, a lot of stuff going on here that's just beyond the realm of common sense. But I don't think there's a lot of common sense happening in the streets of major cities across America right now at all. Yeah, Eric. Yeah, I mean, this is an unfortunate situation. Um and I think what it does, if anything, is it points out sort of the culture as far as what, where we're at with this. Mm-hmm. Um, look, we don't have to sit here and pretend like everybody that is doing what they're doing is peacefully protesting with good intention. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know why it hurts some people to say that. It pains people to say that. It pains people to have that discussion because they have set up these false dichotomies of if you speak against folks that are just acting crazy, then you deviate from this idea that police state aggression um, is a bad thing. And I think it's horse crap that people have been guilt tripped into not saying anything or more so not condemning it or even justifying it in a lot of cases because they don't want to deviate from that. That, Mm -hmm. I think, is garbage. Mm -hmm. All this does, when I saw that video, I saw a lot of footage that that, that you had shot and I'm just looking at it like, you know, I'm born I'm from Oakland, Texas. Like, I'm, this is why this is my this is my city. You know what I mean? And to see that stuff sort of sort of play out, it's like, you know, it, it sucks. But the silver lining that I'm hoping people see is that when it comes to defense of your poverty, your 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 uh, business, your 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 home, where you're at, your life, where you're at, that's ultimately on you. The cops. They've been just sitting around the corner, not doing anything, not protecting. Like this is this is where it's at. Yeah, because well, they were told uh, yeah. not to. Look, this is the reality. The exactly. Like this is what this is this is the reality. This is why you are your own first responder. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I've been doing. You know, I've had a lot of people reach out to me. Y'all probably have as well. Talking about I've never owned a firearm, but I'm looking into one. 
now because this is real. You've seen all these videos breaking out, yours and all across the country, where even folks that are just standing there, GMs of restaurants, just because he's white, get whooped up and miss like or, or Alabama or Mississippi or something like. Like it's like this is nutty, but this is the culture and where it's at right now. Um, this has gotten completely off the rails, and I think that this is going to continue to escalate until we have people effectively defending their homes, uh, their property. I think you, you're foolish to not treat everything like it's a violent invasion like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, that could easily be in your business. Uh, we've seen videos of people getting beat up uh, uh, at, at the front fr- front of their business and stuff like that. You'd be a fool not to treat every invasion like it could potentially um, be deadly, but I don't see this stopping. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to continue to escalate until people understand that this is not a free-for-all. You cannot just sit up here and act crazy and not suffer any sort of consequences. Yeah. Um, Elijah, you know, you uh, you just <clears throat> moved here, like, literally Friday, Friday right, from <laughs> L.A. So Welcome to it, Texas. Right? So, and I was I was texting back and forth. With you. This is not normal. Let me just tell you. Um, I but you probably thought moving from Los Angeles to to the DFW area, you were going to be you know you weren't going to have any sort of man on the street videos that you were going to uh, to encounter or uh, get to videotape, and then here you come into the drama. I'm just wondering what like what did you bring it with you? Was it something that uh, you just you traveled from? You just brought it from L.A. Like, here? It's like hepatitis it C or something. It doesn't <laughs> just transfer. Like it doesn't. I don't know, man. California's got a weird power. <laughs> you know, I, I do. I, I do take a little bit of responsibility, uh, not for it happening, but but for giving probably the worst press Dallas has had in at least four years. Um, <laughs> I apologize to the police department and everybody else uh, in the city, but you know when I when I look at this, I think that you you brought it up. It shows me that we can't deny what we're actually seeing mm-hmm. uh, unfolding before our eyes in that it used to just be, oh, that's just a Los Angeles thing, mm-hmm. a Portland thing, a New York thing. That's this true. is now a big city thing. Yeah. So it, I got the chills even say, saying that because it grieves me to realize that what was something you could escape is now on everybody's doorstep. And I know whether it was a hoax or not, I'm not sure, but I know like Portland and different people saying they're going to go into neighborhoods. What you're seeing unfold before your eyes is not even a, a race war. It, it's, it's a civil war, more class warfare, I would say, than, than color mm-hmm. because... You're not, gonna, you're not gonna act like they're like some of these business owners. They're black. It's like no, yeah. black people oh, yeah. are poor rioters. You know, like it's like, Joe Biden thinks so, but right, you know, right. But do, but, do you think, <laughs> sure. but but do you think that the people that are act, actually on the streets participating in this do they understand that it's a class warfare? Because I've seen yes. I've seen a lot of rhetoric. Yeah. I've seen a lot of racist rhetoric. A lot of you know the white people need to learn a lot of that. And I agree with you, but I feel like these people they they have this pent up anger that they've been taught, and it's just being used uh, to further a class warfare mm-hmm. by others. There's two points, and and I think I think this is a good discussion to have because I think. Like, does a, does a fish know that it's wet? You know, that, that idea that's in water? I mean, does it know? And I, and I, when someone is in a position maybe where they're lower class and they don't have education, it's not valued in their community or in their family, uh, it's more about tribalism or, or, or loyalty to your skin color or, you know, like, and that's, that's, a real, that's a real issue in the black community is that people vote 
based on the fact that what, how it treats black people, white people vote, how it affects their own life. And when you have this, this tribal group mentality, um, sometimes that can lead people to ignoring the truth and, and not seeing things that are really going on. So while they might believe it's a race thing, um, there was white people in the protest too, and they weren't attacking those people. Mm. Um, they didn't seem like the most decent white people, but also I want to point out, uh, yeah, it's like, they, those were thugs too. I'm just going to say, uh-huh. when he said thugs, thugs there were white people racist. too that yeah. were thugs, okay? Not racist. Um, but I heard this conflation and you know joe biden i believe is the one who said that's was referencing that there are there the, there are like you know poor people and then there are white people or whatever something yeah. like that is that what he said yeah, yeah. 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 so right. so you know i know <laughs> it's probably a gaff i know that there's probably yeah. a gaff he probably didn't really mean to say that i i would hope so but there is a conflation in in black communities and hispanic communities and stuff where there's this like wealth means white in certain communities there really is like wealth means like they because i kept hearing people say oh let's go to the rich neighborhood let's go to the white neighborhood we kept changing so the rich was the white people area and unfortunately that victim mentality that's trapped itself in black communities of like that's the white people's area it's like bro that's america that's your area you can be that can be your area too like just gotta go to school open up a store and boom, you got that luxury apartment, you're there too, there's no one stopping you. You know, but they don't believe that because that's not the narrative they're being told. And so it's both class and race, but it's just a textbook cultural Marxism. Like right, right off the bat, and I don't think these thugs are cultural Marxists. I just think that right. this movement combined with the race is sort of what we're seeing develop. Yeah, Chad, your thoughts? I was—I uh, traveled this weekend, and I, I was staying at a hotel, and I walked out of my room Saturday morning and started to walk down the hall, and a black gentleman stepped out of his room and started to walk towards me, and we saw each other, and we kind of faced off like a spaghetti western, you know. <laughs> you know, here I come with, you know, he looks like Eric, I look like me, and we're facing each other, we're walking towards each other because it's like, okay, how are we going to react when we get towards each other? Because, I mean, the world's on fire, right? We get to each other, and then it was like, hey, man, how you doing? Good morning. I hope you have a great day. And then we were hugging and kissing and, you know, locking arms and drinking champagne. It was weird. But the whole thing is you see these microcosms of society, these cultural things that are happening, and, and you get down into it. I don't know how Elijah can always find it. Mm-hmm. But he's always in the middle of it. Like he is the microcosm. Well, that's of why culture I wanted to know finder. if he brought if he brought it here. Yeah, it all starts with Elijah. So, but my thing is, I think we I think we look at how the stock we hold in society in very different ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are certain folks in our world, and I'm not talking about skin color. I'm just talking about whatever experiences you've had that have, whether it is through uh, genetics or environment. You have the certain stock you take in society. And then there's people out there who feel like they don't have any stock in society at all. And so their first thing that they do or the first feeling they have or inclination whenever there is a sense of injustice, which this certainly was when it comes to George Floyd, is to react against that society in which they have no stock. Because why why am I going to keep checking the boxes on a society that that provides nothing but injustice for me. And whether that's true or not, that is certainly the perception. The perceived reality is just mm. as dangerous. Yeah. All right. We've got uh, much more to get into. First, we want to thank our sponsor for this segment, Bambi. So uh, if you are an entrepreneur, you know that uh, HR issues, if they have one that arises, like this guy over here, mm. this guy is a walking HR issue <laughs> waiting about. to happen. Uh, yeah. 
What are his dirty feet on my table right now? Uh, wrongful termination suits, maybe. They've got minimum wage requirements. Dirty. All of these labor regulations you got to keep up with. And then you've got HR manager salaries, which are not cheap. Uh, it's an average, by the way, of like $70,000 a year. That's a lot of money. Don't do that. Go to Bambi. It's B-A-M-B-E-E that was created specifically for small business. They give you a dedicated HR manager. They can craft your HR policy. They can maintain your compliance so you don't have to keep up with those headaches. They do it all for $99 a month. That's it. Bambi can change HR from your biggest liability to your biggest strength. They are available by phone, email, or real-time chat. They can handle uh, onboarding, terminations, help you with your insurance, which, uh, by the way, I'm still a licensed insurance agent. So I see all the time small businesses suffer when they do not have a person, an HR person who understands what's going on when it comes to insurance. You can really, really, really hurt yourself there if you are a small business owner. Don't get in that predicament. Use Bambi. It's $99 a month. Uh, no hidden fees. Cancel anytime. You can go to Bambi.com. That is B-A-M-B-E-E.com slash matters. Go there now to schedule your free HR audit. That is Bambi.com slash matters. B-A-M-B-E-E dot com slash matters. All right, so it was not just Dallas, obviously. We discussed this earlier that uh, that was on fire. Also, in uh, near the wash near the White House in Washington D.C., the iconic St. John's Church uh, was also on fire. Here is a little clip of what that looked like this weekend. St. John's Church is on fire. The parish office. Uh, we went downstairs, and it is on fire. I'm going to walk this way, and uh, this is awful. We saw graffiti. Once the door was broken, we saw something similar happen earlier. And uh, as you can see, uh, there's definitely a fire here. This is the parish office. Here, come on back. Come on back. Come on back up. That's good. So they're trying to clear the area, Shannon, with, uh, oh, with the pepper spray and with the tear gas to try to clear people. Anything we can do to get it out? No, I don't know that there's anything we can do to put that out. I didn't see an extinguisher. I don't know that that's going out with an extinguisher, but uh, uh, this church, obviously very historic. Every uh, United States president since James Madison has attended services there, as you can see, up in flames. Um, And that led, of course, Secret Service to take President Trump down to the White House underground bunker. Uh, Numerous Secret Service agents, by the way, were injured by um, fires set by rioters. Uh, Authorities were searching for car bombs that had apparently gone off. There was a lot of commotion outside the White House. And Eric, I feel like we we talked about this on Friday, but feel like it's worth mentioning again. Um, I saw a lot of ire directed at President Trump for his tweet, which I guess is why he was involved in all of these riots and the burning and the violence. But um, as you pointed out, he wasn't threatening to shoot black people. No, I mean, that was a narrative that they were going to run with anyway. I mean, um, he said when the looting starts, starts, and that's that's that's, and that's just real talk. I mean, uh, of all things, criticize Donald Trump. (laughs) That being the thing is like, come on, bro. Um, But they're lighting stuff on fire. They're destroying people's property that have absolutely nothing to do with this, nothing to do with George Floyd, nothing to do with this supposed advocacy of of trying to rid the world of, of, of black oppression or injustice or, or whatever else that they claim is happening. 
it's none of this is conducive to solving that issue. And I don't want to like we have to discuss that because that's what's happening here is that they're able to control the narrative. And this is why they're able to guilt trip everybody into not condemning this this buffoonery as people go around and have their property destroyed. Uh, churches are being look nothing. And that, lets, that should let you know if you're watching this, like on a serious note, they're lighting churches on fire. So that in itself should let you know that nothing is off limits. It's spreading in areas that is like what? Like even I, I saw that there's supposed to be in, where, where I live out in Frisco. There's supposed to be some deal going on. It's literally right down the street from my house. But trust me, I'm not going to have I'm not going to have any of those those, those sword sword. I'm not having any of those problems um, <laughs> at, at, at my at my house, um, you know, but. What I'm saying is, is that nothing's off limits. They know that. They told you that. They continue to escalate this. None of that. Like, I know you had spoke about seeing maybe things sort of going into res- residential areas. I don't know why you can't assume that that's that's next. I would right. I would hope that you're preparing not to say that that is yeah. going to happen, but I would hope right now that every person in this country is preparing for that. Yeah. Now, it's unfortunate that it's got to this. But that's what's good. That's the only so, way I see this no, deal. You know here's, here's what here's what I think the, the viewers need to pick up on, because I'm gonna, I'm going to make it a racial issue because they're saying it's a racial issue. Okay. Like it's like, it, you know, here's a black guy on a show saying I'm preparing myself too. If this was a really a race war, yeah. why is why is a black guy needing to prepare himself and family? Because it's not a race. It's that, that's what I'm saying. It's not well, a race why, thing. Well, why are black it's, people crying because their business is right, that's, that's, that's my point though. Because because it, it, any it's it's any smart person that is broken out of seeing their skin color mm-hmm. goes like you just said with the churches, it's perfect. The churches aren't sacred. The black businesses are being looted. Mm-hmm. All the narratives are a lie. And so if you're an American and you're, you know, I don't care if you think you had protections because you're gay and the left gave you your little thing. or No, they, they're, know, they're lighting up progressive newspapers yep, and stuff. You're like, gone. Uh-huh. You're, you're a goner. And you, you, need, you need to be armed. Yeah, exactly. It's like this is the exact what needs to literally be on the news around is going, it's just people of every creed, Se- you know, sexual orientation, color, background, socioeconomic class being like, you're not exempt. Mm-hmm. You could be a low income person in the hood and you're still going to get jumped and you're going, they were fighting each other. Mm-hmm. This is mayhem. This is anarchy. This is absolute madness. And if you live in a state where you're not allowed to, you know, it's very hard to access a firearm like Los Angeles. Yeah. I never was qualifying for for the proper licensing. Nobody did. You see how downtrodden so, he was when he said that? Yeah. Like they were picking on him individually. Well, I, I mean, I, I would tell them, dude, I've been assaulted and concussed. And I have yeah. death threats, and I need to care. I need a weapon. And it's like, no. And, you, and they don't. That's my point. These people don't care about us. And it's coming back to. I think America grassroots is coming back, where Americans are going. There are people who love this country, believe that we want to protect ourselves. And here's the positive side. I, we're seeing. The police can't protect us. The government, and I know this very pro-Trump. I'm a pro-Trump guy myself, but I mean, what is the president doing? He's in a bunker. Y'all can direct direct the, the hatred to the me because I'm the one at the. I'm, 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 I'm anyway. the one. I'm actually. I'm the. I'm the anarchist at the. I'm not those. These these weirdos that go. I'm like. I know everybody thinks anarchy is throwing Molotov cocktails at things and and, and spray painting A's on <laughs> on on churches and, and stuff like that. Those weirdos are, are, are communists, and that ain't what what I'm all about destroying people's uh private property but i I cannot reiterate enough you are completely correct nothing is 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 off limits and again you need to be preparing yourselves yeah chad what you definitely do i mean you know whether you want to take serious you know so-called antifa tweets yesterday i'm gonna show you (laughs) (laughs) don't worry about it the uh we call it sexting (laughs) 
the, uh, you know, there are, and I just say this not as boisterous, emboldened, proud, bragging. I'm just telling you guys, there are folks that live out in the country. They want you to come down there. They're begging you. They've watched the news media. They ha- the, you want to talk about people who don't feel like they have stock in society. You take that guy out there who gets up at 5 o'clock every single morning, who's blazed his own trail, pulled himself up by his bootstraps, AOC, and worked hard to provide for his family by working six long days a week till he can get till Sunday, go to church and have a nap in the afternoon while he drinks lemonade. And you're going to come down there and destroy his stuff? Let me tell you something. They have been waiting on you to come down that dirt road. Larry Elder tweeted today. He said, assume there's a vaccine against white racism. Would 70 percent of black kids still be raised in fatherless homes? Would 50 percent of blacks still drop out of many urban high schools? Would 25 percent of young black urban men still have criminal records? Would blacks still kill 7000 blacks every year? He makes a valid point in that. He makes a very valid point. This is not a race issue. This is a very big cultural issue. It's it's this is a thing because, like you said, I mean, I, I've heard I've heard Chris Rock and all these guys who are com- black comedians who are said, look, we don't want to mess with them either. Mm-hmm. Right. Because mm-hmm. they're not black. Huh. And then you just said there are people out there protesting who are white, a skin color. But that's not mindset. And that's not culture. We're dealing with mindset. We're dealing with culture. There's a lot of white people that are that are crazy that are like in participating in this. I don't know why we have limited this to like oh it's just but like there's a lot of what definitely when you go into like store northeast like I've seen a lot of white cats throwing bricks and <laughs> and, and stuff like that. You know they scrawny the and they got yeah. pencil necks, but I'm yeah. just saying. You know yeah, what I, mean? I call them the riot Karens. They, they, they're down there trying to break windows and can't even do it with a two but, by four. But what? But what is you know what? <laughs> Like, I'm una- I'm unapologetically a Christian, and I always joke about the kind of Christian I am. The oh, Bible was go. the Bible was written by me. no, it was written for me. It just was because I need I need direction. You have one on your person right now, don't you? Um, it's actually it's sitting on my Bible over there. <laughs> I'm sitting on my a computer. I need a Bible because not I, everybody carries a sword. So, oh yes, they do. Yeah. So awesome. <laughs> no, because 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 I I really need direction from God because I I don't know how to live my life on my own, and I really didn't do a good job before God, and and I look at that. And I, and I realize though, that when you look at these people, you know, they don't have direction, you know, and I know people watch the show that don't believe in God. Fine. Maybe your fortune cookie is your, you know, your, your guidance or whatever. Go ahead. But, but I looked at my Bible and some sort of compass. But but, yeah, but where do these, where do these people get their compass? And that tweet is a, is a, is a further reaction of saying, look at how many misguided, disenfranchised young black people there are because of personal choices in, in the community, well, you can say systemic racism or whatever. I'm not going to get in, down that road. But the point being is like you hit a, the nail on the head with, with the cultural reason. These people are looking for purpose. They feel that they don't have any value. And it's like, you know, you go, well, why don't they value a church? They probably never even been in a church. They don't even probably have friends who even, you know, there's, there's a big portion of the population I was reading in a recent study that have never even heard about Jesus Christ. And you go, they thought it was a curse word. A bunch of people thought it was just a curse word. They didn't know it was a god, god of the Bible. So it's like when when you look at this and you look at people, when you we were designed and created to have a purpose and a compass, but when you remove that, it's it's a vacuum that just sucks in whatever is there. And people are preying on these people. And so I'm not defending the thugs, the rioters, the anarchists, and etc. But ultimately, these are lost souls, and we're not going to win them by making fun of them. And we might never be able to win them. But we've got to make sure that our culture changes so that it doesn't keep growing. 
Because that's, that's what I'm more afraid of. If, if you, it was just like four years ago that people were like, even just two years ago with my videos, people would be like, oh, you, you say Antifa's a big threat. It's not a big threat. Well, they're burning down the cities of America. Thanks for not listening. Now, oh, now they're a domestic terrorist organization? Like, we all haven't been tweeting that for years? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, we've been saying this, uh, you know, but my point being is that if it's gotten this bad in the, since Trump's presidency began, we saw it really come to light. Yeah. I think he's going to get reelected. Yeah, but uh, 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 the, to end like this cultural problem, like, yeah, the, the cultural issue is a real thing. And um, that, I think, is why I don't think that this issue is ever going to be resolved looking to government, looking to local government, state government, federal right. government, anything like that, because it's a cultural issue. I talked about this and how I feel about these movements and, and stuff like that. I, I, I personally always hated the slogan, Black Lives Matter, mainly because I think it's something that you're begging to be accepted or acknowledged uh, by people that you feel like want to drive you out or they don't want to include you in your affairs or anything like that. I personally think that's for losers. But that's the issue here is that there's no leadership. Um, certainly in these communities, there's not enough people to say, OK, why are we looking to this institution to try to move our world for us when we need to say, all right, if you that's the type of stuff you want, how about get out and let's let's actually try to solve our own issues instead of looking to the government to move their world for them. All right. Uh, We have got more to come, including so Elijah set up the perfect tease for me. Uh, President Trump says that Antifa will finally be designated a terrorist organization. We'll get into that after the break. Now, over the weekend, Attorney General Bill Barr placed a lot of blame on some of the riots that broke out on Antifa. Of course, it started as a Black Lives Matter movement. And as you guys discussed here at the table earlier, uh, they kind of, I guess, aligned. They hijacked it. Let's just yeah, nah, they, let's call yeah, it what it is. They, they, hi- they hijacked the movement. Like, that's, that's a what much, they, they, yeah. much better uh, uh, interpretation of what happened. So uh, Antifa hijacking what was going on on the ground uh, for worse, obviously. And uh, President Trump finally came out and said the United States will designate Antifa as a terrorist organization. Um, he said this was his his full tweet for context. He said, congratulations to our National Guard for the great job they did immediately upon arriving in Minneapolis, Minnesota last night. Uh, the Antifa led anarchists, among others, were shut down quickly, should have been done by mayor on first night, and there would have been no trouble. The United States States of America will be designated Antifa as a terrorist organization. Um, Chad, as Elijah pointed out before the break, I mean, we knew who these people were a long time ago. Why does it take this for us to finally designate them a domestic terrorist organization? Here's, first of all, let me go on record as saying I'm not, I'm disappointed with President Trump. Yep. I'm, pres- I'm disappointed with him through this situation, not because of the Antifa tweet, just through the entire situation as a whole. We need, do you think we need to hear from him? I thought that, first of all, I thought, I thought President Trump did a good job navigating some very unnavigable and hard-to-see waters through the COVID thing. This situation is really starting to bother me in a big way. This is showing me that, yes, we elected a businessman, but not a great leader in that regard. He doesn't know how to communicate with the people. And when I say that, there's no need to come out with that statement and then to consistently bash either fake news or the governors or the mayors or any of these people. We already know their flaws and their faults. But just because they said something to you, that doesn't mean you got to go full-blown Karen on them. And I said that last week. You don't have to do that. 
We do need to hear something from him. We need to hear something bold. We need to hear something decisive. And I'll say this on the Antifa tweet. If you're going to say that, here's my personal opinion, and folks can come at me if they want. If you're going to say, if you're going to designate Antifa as a terrorist organization, then you got to come out and say, okay, any, this is what I would say. Any crime done in the name of a hate organization, whether it's the Ku Klux Klan or white nationalism or Antifa or anybody else, then you will be charged and tried as a terrorist, mm-hmm. period. It's, it's not one of those, because here's what rednecks like me hear. They're a terrorist organization. Let's go kill them. I mean, we'd kill Al-Qaeda. Let's go get them. Even you tweeted, and fairly enough, now what are my rules of engagement? I'm paraphrasing, yeah, because you've yeah. been smacked in the head before. You've been pepper sprayed. Yeah, I'm wondering if I can carry a, I mean, I'm, I'm, this is a genuine question, and I'm, I'm safe saying this on record, uh, and I want to preclude it just putting the thing. I'm curious, not that I would do this. I just am curious what the legal repercussions would be if they're attacking me and I pull out a gun and shot one. Because if, if I shoot an al-Qaeda, like you said, or somebody in, you know, in, in ISIS or something, Every people, I'll be a hero. A terrorist, right? Well, no, I'd be, I mean, I'll be American hero to people. Yeah. I mean, it's like, oh, he killed Osama bin Laden. So you're, so that's what I was going. So hold up, can I not? If they, if terrorists attack me, if you put it in the context, not Antifa, if a terrorist attacks me with a weapon, can I shoot him? Mm-hmm. And I don't want to shoot anybody. I'm not planning on shooting anybody. Ted Wheeler of Portland, I know you're going to use this against me one day when I'm in your city. I'm not going to shoot anyone in your city. The interceptor.com. Uh, but I would if you, if you, but, but I, but I, but I, I don't get it. And I think even a lot of us before when police, even I think police are going to get confused yeah. because in a city like Portland where Antifa is genuine, it's a hotbed of in Portland and Seattle, but mostly Portland. It's, it's an army. You know, you know, they're an army in Portland. And the DSA. Yeah. And the DSA, the DSA. And, and so I'm going to ask now, do police engage with terrorists? When they gather, are they? Do they have the right to gather? Are, like, do we do we allow terrorists? Like, it's really confusing, and I'm going, holy hell! What, like, what do we do? Well, that's why the statement doesn't mean anything. Right. That's why I first don't feel. Like, and first and foremost, I don't. I don't care. Like, it ain't up for no question. If you attacking me with a weapon, we in Texas, man. Like, we in Texas. Castle doctrine out of our mind. It doesn't matter if you're in your. Pl- I know the law. It doesn't matter if you're in your place of business. It doesn't matter where you're at. You got the right to defend yourself with deadly force from a guy. Like, hey, you got a guy who's got a brick in his hand. What do you think I'm sitting over worrying about the proportion of whether or not is this is he just want my TV or is he going to slap me upside the head with this brick? No, I don't. I don't have any problem saying, yes, if you attack me, I will shoot you like yeah. that's just that's just, any rational human being should act like that. And if you don't act accordingly, that could get you beat up, killed and end up like that man that was halfway not moving. Mm-hmm. This is a serious thing. So my thing is the only thing that I would rather hear him say if anything would be not to I really don't care about label or what they're labeled at I really don't even care about National Guard or anything like that you if anything doesn't matter if it comes from him doesn't matter if it comes from the government you should just say flat out say it if you are uh, you know in this country and you uh, are, are you have any sort of uh, weapon and you are ready to defend yourself and if someone attacks you they are active aggressor or active active invader do what you got to do. That should be it. Like, I don't know why we have to have sort of skirt around this. And I think that's the problem, because I understand that people don't uh, want to deal with those sort of repercussions of, OK, what what if uh, this? I can thankfully we don't live in a right to duty to retreat yeah. law like uh, like Minnesota does or something like that, where they, they want you to run away before you uh, b- before you actually shoot someone. Thankfully, out here we don't have, we don't have those problems. You would be in the absolute right. 
to, 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 to do this. The only thing you can't do is like you can't provoke someone um, or, or getting just a verbal altercation and then pull out a gun on somebody. And then you'd be in the wrong. But other aside from that, you good to go. If someone's an aggressor, you are good to go. And I would much rather. Uh, if, if these leaders, no matter who they are, no matter uh, the only thing that I would rather hear them say is say, you got our support. Defend yourself, defend your property, defend your family from these uh, guys that are using aggression upon you. And like I say, I don't think that's until that happens. Really, I don't see this de-escalating. It's going to continue to happen because they think it's a free-for-all. They think it's a free-for-all. They're going to continue. There's like never been any repercussions, so why are there's not yeah, exactly there's no free. Like, you now. got uh, celebrities justifying it, or every time you bring it up, it's like, well, but what about this? Right. What about that black man that got, got killed as if two things can't be true? Even the video clip, it's like, well, but he ran at them, and you go, but dude, he it, was getting th- stuff thrown at him, man. Yeah. I still don't understand. Like, <laughs> what right. the... But it's like, there's, no matter what you do, they'll always... I, and, and, I, and, I, and when I, you saw him walking away, and they were still chucking at him, like, he was... When he was they don't, he they don't, they'll they'll justify them. They'll justify these people, and that's that's where that's what's go, driving me the most crazy about this is that the, the driving me the crazy is like is and I that's learned this from Dallas. You cannot trust the government or the police to solve this problem. This is like we were saying; it's cultural. It, it you cannot. You, you just cannot. So you're going to have to choose right now, and you got to prepare yourself for what potentially you might gonna, you might might have to do to protect your family and your home and your city. Don't tolerate this if you're an American. Don't tolerate this in your city. All right, back in a minute. I've been open and verbal about this. I'm not skirting around this issue. All right, so over the weekend, there were also some mysteriously placed bricks. You guys were talking about the bricks that people were using uh, to bash people's heads in. There just happened to be bricks in, like, every location that there was a riot. There were bricks. Frisco today, bricks. Yeah, there's there's bricks in Frisco, which I did see that the, the police yeah. department came out and said it was for... Why were they there? I'm not going... No, 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 I'm not trying to hear that. I, I'm going to let you finish, but I'm, I, I got more to say about that. The, considering where they were at... <laughs> One today, I'm not trying to. I know. know. We were just trying to build some bricks for the pool. No, 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 no. Well, so I've never seen it. Can I say this? I I declare on TV, I've never seen a large pile of bricks in a non-construction zone in my entire life. Well, and that was the thing. That was the thing. Was they said, well, we we uh, confirmed that it was an HOA project that they were going to do today. But it's like, but it was not near any sort of project. It was just sitting. So either the the person that dropped them off was conscious of it, and he's like trying to incentivize them to do it like maybe that that, but two things can be true that may be true but maybe it's one of those things where he's like check this out right you know what i mean and he he makes what the cause i'm like i don't know i'm not saying that's the case i'm just saying for the day that they are saying that they're going to be in frisco those pile of bricks pop up right there that's just way too coincidental man maybe it is but i don't know man what did what's going can you give us any yes so uh this is my hatred for the left-wing media who called me a liar and just a total, totally slandered me on Friday for making a very viral tweet about how this was organized and there were directors and that they were they were leading the people to the bricks. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, you're a liar. It's like, okay, fine. I Maybe or maybe I was telling the truth because the footage came out. And from the Dallas one that I was at, the footage came out too, that it, there was no construction zone. There's just pallets, pallets mm-hmm. of bricks on different corners. And you're going... First of all, there was no, it was all asphalt and concrete. These weren't places where there were bricks. And you just go, I told you so. And the protesters admit it in the video. They go, 
I know what you're trying to do. I, I, I goes, I'm, I'm, I'm on parole. That's what he says. He goes, I'm on he parole. Was just there yeah. at the courthouse. Yeah. I know Rex. what you're doing. You can't tempt me or whatever. And they knew that this was placed there. And the, the director was going, everybody go left. There's a pile of 100 bricks right over here. Blah, 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 blah. They were, they, they were directing people. I'm going, and someone's like, oh, you didn't film it, so it's not true. I go, I don't need to film someone telling someone, just look at the piles of bricks yeah. and make your own. Even if I filmed it, they would still say, Elijah edited it out where he said, he, he probably edited it out a part where he said, I just found a construction site. And he took that part of the, his, the beginning of his directions out. Like, and no matter even if you, sh I, I film stuff and I show it. I didn't even defend the machete man. I didn't say anything about it. I just showed it. And they like attack me and discredit me and everything to make me look like I'm a liar. Like you wouldn't, yeah. Yeah, like right. as, as if like I made up this 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 narrative I never even spoke about. Yeah. They, they said that I I'm a liar in the Intercept article for calling him a shop owner. I've never claimed that. I never said that in my life. So they're calling me. A, they're lying about me lying. And so with the bricks, it's like it's not even a point to get into a conspiracy. It's just you have to just start settling now and going. That's that's fishy. And someone placed him there. And I don't give a shit. Oh, sorry, I don't give a. I don't give a. <laughs> Mark would have get in. See, one minute this time, Bubba. Good Chad, what are your what are your quick thoughts? Sorry. About a minute. Look, I, I grew up in a family of bricklayers. I know what it looks like to get a pallet of bricks. First <laughs> of brick all, layers? yeah, I, a brick get got me through here. college. It's true. Okay, all right, all right. I grew up laying bricks. Is there anything uh, that you haven't done no, in life? But my brother owns brick masonry company. I have to say, my grandfather started the company. Look, uh, I kept a brick on my desk in college because I knew if I flunked out, that's what I was going back to is laying bricks. I didn't want to do that. Uh, they don't put pallets of bricks out there that are just untended because they get stolen. They show up on a flatbed truck, forklift takes them off, they're metal banded because otherwise they'd be falling off while they're on the back of the truck. You have to take those metal bands off of those bricks. You put them all in the place where the spot of construction is going to be. You don't spread them all over town. The whole thing is ludicrous. Can I just say, if you want peace, you got to have order. If you want to have order, you got to have the right government. That is a biblical principle. We've talked about that on this show today. That's why Jesus came to institute the kingdom of God. It produces order. That order produces peace. That's why Jesus was called a prince, which is the government title of peace. Okay? The reason your car rolls down the road without shaking apart is because it works in order, and it's in order because somebody built a blueprint that governs that order. And I'm telling you, at the heart of this thing, whether it's fatherlessness, whether it's culture, whether it is whatever mindset that's out there, we have got to get back to the right and proper government, whether it is the things that this country was founded on or getting God as a central space on the throne of your heart and getting back to that. And until we do that, we will not have peace. Yeah. All right. Back in a minute. Amen, Brother Chad. We've only got about a minute and a half here, but uh, celebrities. Thankfully, there were celebrities coming to the aid of all of these rioters, just creating devastation and beating the crap out of people, including Justin Timberlake, who tweeted something out, uh, along with Chrissy Teigen. I know um, Steve Carell. Yes, yeah, Steve Carell, Seth Rogen. Uh, they were all there, all there for the rioters. Chad, your thoughts very quickly. I don't care about them. I mean, Hollywood burn their place down. Well, you know, I mean, you've got Taylor Swift, who is making, you know, very impressionable young people uh, send me all sorts of hatred because she said Donald Trump was stoking the, uh, the, the flames of white supremacy. And I told her to shut shut up, Taylor. OK, there you go. I said it. Man, look, they're losers um, and they don't really 
see the consequences um, from all of this, so they're going to do whatever they... In their is. ivory towers. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Those are going to be the last places that they can even get to, mm -hmm. uh, so they're good to go. But yes, yeah, screw whatever they're talking about. It really doesn't matter. Um, like I say, y'all need to quit playing around because you keep, 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 keep it up. Yeah. Some, some people are gonna get hurt, man. I don't know why we can't. I'm, I'm being serious. Yeah. Like people are going to get hurt out of this, and it's gonna be on them because they're the ones that are like they're afraid to condemn it or they endorse it. So they keep doing this. It's gonna cross over in the residential area or the, or the shop owner. That's like you better get up out of here. Yeah, tell you. Uh, and don't forget, you can see all of that footage from Elijah's Twitter. It's is it Elijah Schaefer? Yeah, and it's going up. The full comprehensive video is going up tonight. On YouTube. On YouTube. On Slightly Offensive? Mm -hmm. Slightly Offensive. Go look it up on YouTube so that you can find that footage there. Thank you guys for being here. We'll see you tomorrow. You're welcome.